What's going on, everybody? This is DeVore. You are li- tuning in to the Not For Debate podcast. We are live on Facebook and on YouTube. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and all other major streaming flat- platforms. Also, be sure to go ahead and check us out on TikTok. We know we definitely got to keep up with the times. Uh, this episode of the Not For Debate podcast is sponsored by Bet Us, the online bookie site. Uh, so be sure to go ahead and hit that link in the description where you can receive an extra 125% in bonuses uh, and just use the Not For The Bay podcast link. Got a lot of things to get to this evening. Uh, obviously, we have the Super Bowl 56 betting odds and spreads, Cincinnati Bengals versus the L.A. Rams, the first ever home Super Bowl. The L.A. Rams are going to be at home. Uh, we're going to be covering the Kyler Murray unfollowing the Arizona Cardinals. Also, the new hires, the uh, excuse me, the, NFL, the new NFL hires, the uh, Houston Texans end up hiring Lovey Smith as their next head coach, and the Miami Dolphins end up hiring Mike McDaniel. Also, the impact of Brian Flores' lawsuit to the NFL, how that possibly have uh, – dictated those two hires in the NFL. And also, last but not least, the NBA trade deadline is tomorrow, I believe, at 3 p.m. Eastern time, if I'm not mistaken. So with that being said, um, we're definitely going to get a deep dive into uh, what could possibly happen from now until the, the NBA trade deadline. Um, I'll probably say... First things first, like Super Bowl Fifty Six. When I sit, when I sit here, and I'm just just thinking about it right now, like it's been a very, very long journey as far as the amount of Super Bowls that I've actually ended up sitting down and watching. Um, best one off the top of my head that I could think of would possibly be the I want to say Giants one. That's you, Giants. Excuse me, Giants versus Patriots. I'll probably say are two of my favorite Super Bowls that I actually sat down and I watched. Um, if I was to pick between the two, those are very <laughs> uh the David Tyree catch, that's that would be Giants, no, Giants, Giants, Giants and Patriots won. That was definitely a good Super Bowl, but I would probably say Giants and Patriots number two. I feel like that 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 game right there, that was that that, that was amazing. Uh with the Mario Manningham catch uh towards the end and just to see that a quarterback would stick it to Tom Brady. That would probably be that's that's extra kudo points for me to be in, in my honest opinion. But um probably the worst obviously would have to come down to being the the Seattle Seahawks and the Denver Broncos Super Bowl. Uh that would be 2015, correct me if I'm wrong there. Yeah, that would be 2000, 2014 and 2015. So just a quick little rundown of that one. It was the one where the Denver Broncos, uh, Broncos, and were the greatest offense that year. I believe they scored the most scored in the NFL that year and went into the Super Bowl. First, the Seattle Seahawks Legion of Boom, possibly top five, top five defense of all time. Yeah, Legion of Boom, and they ended up obliter- the Seattle Seahawks ended up obliterating the Denver Broncos in that Super Bowl. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking at the beginning of the game, well, after they threw the first pick six, I'm like, okay, we're gonna get it together. Then they end up throwing, end up turning the ball over again, and the Seattle Seahawks end up trotting down the field and end up scoring another touchdown. And I'm like, okay, it's still Peyton Manning. We're still in this game. We're the greatest offense of all time. They're gonna be able to come back in this game, and it just did not end up happening that way. So, well, let me uh, let me ask you let me let me ask you a question. You think that Super Bowl was worse, or the one where Broncos and Panthers? Because that that was a slaughter too. 
Well, if we were gonna if 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 we're gonna put that in the in the in the conversation, then definitely we're gonna have to put the New England Patriots and the LA Rams in there too as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's I don't I wouldn't say that was boring. Well, yeah, it was kind of boring. Yeah. It was a defensive struggle, but it was I mean, you would think that the Patriots would do something, but that Rams defense played well. The Patriots just played a little better, but that that Super Bowl was boring. Is the I came late. I'm sorry. Is the conversation which is the worst Super Bowl? Is that what we're talking about? Uh, we're just looking back at the Super Bowls that we have watched over the years. This is like just when you when you sit here and you just think about Super Bowl Fifty Six, like right. literally, like I would probably say my first Super Bowl that I've actually sat down and I watched from beginning to end, and I completely understood what was going on was probably Super Bowl Thirty Nine. That was the New England Patriots and the and the Philadelphia Eagles. I believe that was the New England Patriots' third Super Bowl in a row. Yeah, that they and they went to, and that was the one well, with Donovan. Three out of four. Three out of three four. Out of, yeah. No, 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 no. The next year they didn't they go won, back. They won two. They won two in a row, and then they didn't make the playoffs, and then they won another one against the, the Eagles. Yeah, because remember, two thousand and three, it was the Buccaneers. So the Patriots won 2001, they won 2002, they didn't make it in 2003, and then they went back to the Super Bowl in 2004 against the Eagles, the season, 2004 season. Right. Yes, yes, that's right, that's right, because the year before that, I believe Donovan threw like three picks, and that's what elevated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers <sighs> to the Super Bowl that year. I remember that. Yes, yeah. okay, 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 now, now it's coming back to me. I'm getting old, man, like, but like I said, Super Bowl 56, <laughs> I'm talking about Super Bowl 38, <laughs> that was more than 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was more than 20 I think years if, ago. for me the best Super Bowl, and just in my opinion, and I might sound biased, but I mean, come on. The the um the Philly special, Philly over over the Patriots a couple years back. That to me, that was that that was a great Super Bowl. I think the Patriots and the Falcons was great. The Rams and the Titans was amazing. That that I don't know that was a, you know, that was so far back. But you know what's the most forgotten Super Bowl other than the Steelers and the Seahawks? Nobody talks about the Ravens and the Giants back in the day. I thought I thought that Super Bowl was boring, but that was a hell of a performance by that defense. But like nobody remembers it, nobody talks about it because I mean, come on, who who did the Giants have that were I don't know. That Super Bowl was kind of boring, but it was kind of fun to see that defense, the Ravens defense, to me the top five greatest defense of all time in my opinion that year. Yeah, I agree. And it, and it kind of goes back to what we had the conversation about a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about Super Bowls. Like, folks don't like the ratings go down when we have these these defensive struggle type games where it end up being under twenty points being scored in these games. Like, fans want to see points being scored, so we talking about like high high twenties, early thirties is what we want to see on the scoreboard uh, for sure. So. Hopefully we get something like that this Super Bowl, even though I'm I'm kind of I feel like it's gonna be one sided, but we're definitely gonna get into that. Um a lot of trades happened over the past couple of days. Um, did you want to go ahead and do the honors and uh cover a couple of them and then we're gonna probably talk about one a possible one that may end up coming down the pike before three o'clock Eastern time tomorrow? Yeah, I, I think um I guess I guess the Pacers wanted to, you know, just Everybody knew they were going to trade those four guys, whether it's uh, Carlos Levert, uh, Sabonis, um, Miles, what's his name again? Miles Turner. And it was mm-hmm. somebody else that I'm missing that they had. To, they were going to trade. I can't remember. But they they traded Sabonis to the Sacramento Kings. Um, they're trying to retool. I think that – I think both teams won the trade as far as Sacramento and Indiana. Uh, the Portland trade, though, that's, that's the biggest thing. A lot of people – don't understand why Portland traded away CJ and just basically everybody's saying that Dame, you know, should, should ask for a trade. I, I, I think Dame is so loyal to a fault, maybe to himself, he's going to stay for the rebuild and they're going to retool. But I, I think that, I think, honestly, I think CJ belongs in the Eastern conference. I think he'd be better with the Eastern conference team, but the, uh, the Pelicans, man, they're in 10th place. They have a chance to make the playoffs. They got a nice young squad, so I think CJ is going to help them. So that I think they won that trade. As far as the the Trailblazers, they're they're just rebuilding, they're retooling, they're starting over. Um, there was another trade that I'm trying to trying to find out, uh, trying to pull up. Uh, give me one second. But as far as the potential trade, 
there have been some more developments about the Ben Simmons, James Harden trade. Uh, Philly, not Philly, but Brooklyn is asking for Patty Mills and and Andre Drummond for. I'm sorry, Brooklyn is asking for Seth Curry and Andre Drummond along with Ben Simmons for James Harden and Patty Mills. I think that's an even trade. That's a guess an even trade. Pull the trigger. That's an even on trade. That. Pull the trigger on that because pa- Patty Mills and Seth Curry they do the same thing. I think Seth is a little better because Patty Patty is older, but still they do the same thing. Like that. That's I don't think anybody losing that trade to be honest with you. No, if, they ha- if that happens, it's I feel like at this point that's probably what the best that you're going to get for that Ben Simmons trade. Like there's no first round picks involved in it. Um, it it's pretty even. That's why they call it a negotiation. Nobody exactly gets what they want. I'm just happy to see. I just want. Ben Simmons out of Philadelphia. And I'm hoping, I'm I'm praying that if a Ben Simmons trade does go down, I do not want him to go to the Lakers. I am praying that he does not go to the Lakers. He does not, I don't care what anybody says, he does not fit with the Lakers. That is not a team he would fit fit well with. And just now, if LeBron wasn't on the Lakers, then that would be good. But since LeBron is there, and I can't have both of them. No, nah. I just don't like. Even if LeBron wasn't there, and you just had your current roster. I don't even see him fitting with that team. I, I can see him and Davis. That pick and roll would be nice. Yeah, the pick and roll. But like again, where's the spacing at? You still got Carmelo. You got, um, you still got uh, who's the other center there? Uh, Dr- uh, Jordan. Excuse me, Jordan's still there. Yeah, he's still there for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. So like, and then you still have you still don't know what you want to do with Russell Westbrook. Who you bitching in the fourth quarter? So with that being said, like I, I I just feel like that'd just be a nightmare for Ben Simmons at this point. So either again, if if the Nets, if the Net, I just, I need the Nets in the in the set Philadelphia 76ers to agree to this trade because I like I like that trade. Seth Curry, Patty Mills, and Andre Drummond. That's a sweet that's a sweet deal. That that's a sweet sweet deal. deal. Sweet deal for both sides. I don't think. Well, I think Philly would win that trade more than the Brooklyn Nets, but it still wouldn't be bad for Brooklyn. But that trade would be good. I, I heard a trade about Eric Gordon going going to the Suns. I don't. That hasn't gone down yet. Um, nope. After that, there's not really any big trades this year. I mean, the biggest trade would be James Harden and Ben Simmons trade, but that hasn't happened yet. And I think the deadline is tomorrow at three p.m. Yes, February tenth. So we'll see. We'll there, there was there was a rumor before we end up going live about the possible trade for John Wall going to the Lakers. I feel like that would be better for them at this point because they sure free falling in the, in the uh, in the Western Conference. I don't think anything will save the Lakers. I don't even think John Wall will save them. The Lakers just need to just just uh, hopefully just build around Anthony Davis because if they can't keep AD. I really see him going to the Bulls, and that team will be special going forward. But um, the Lakers, I mean, they're going to try to compete, but they're, they're, they're not going anywhere. They're done. I think the Clippers, even without Kawhi, are better than the Lakers right now. You think so? I think so, yeah. <laughs> but if, if the Lakers get in the playoffs, if LeBron and AD are healthy, like 100% healthy, I'm not saying they're going to – win it all but they'll make some noise they possibly might get out the first round depending on who they're playing maybe but um after that i don't see the lakers doing anything i i don't see it um i don't think the heat should make a trade they should stay they should stay intact i don't think milwaukee should make a, a trade they should stay intact i don't think phoenix should make a trade um i don't think philly well not philly i don't think chicago should make a trade they should stay intact those teams are the four teams that should stay they should not make a trade the Suns, if they can get Eric Gordon, because get Eric Gordon out of Houston because he's just dying over there. He needs to be with a contender. So if you can get Eric Gordon, get Eric Gordon, but don't trade your big guys for Eric Gordon, meaning that you don't – there was talks about them talking about trading DeAndre Ayton. I, I don't know why. They better not trade him. That would be a mistake. But there were talks about trading him. But who would you get back in return for Ayton? I don't, I don't know. There's no it, valuable it, package. It depends. On what the team what the team is who, who what are the teams on that are possibly trying to make a run at DeAndre well that needed well, DeAndre Aiden. let me ask you that well they were saying um Brooklyn was going to make a run they were saying the Mavericks were going to make a run because I, I think the Mavericks the Mavericks kind of lost this um trade deal because they have a team set in place I think Jason Kidd has got them together they play great defense the thing the, the problem with the Mavericks are they just have Luca. 
if you double team Luca in the playoffs, or if you play tough physical defense on him or make him play defense, the Mavericks are pretty much done. So he needs another star, another superstar to actually compete. They should have got they should have got Sabonis. I think Sabonis is going to waste his talent in Sacramento. Sacramento is nowhere near being a great team. I didn't like that trade for him personally. I think Sabonis needs to be on a better team. But um, the Mavericks should have got one of those boys in Indiana. And it could still happen. Again, the trade deadline is tomorrow, so we don't know. We'll see. Oh, yeah, we already know that's definitely not going to happen. I was just, just sitting here just thinking about the the blunders that the Sacramento Kings have had over the years. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Started with with the uh, with the extension of Demarcus Cousins, um, the the extension of Darren Fox. That that uh that point guard they ended up trading into the Pacers was I like that point guard. I felt like he was he was a possibly be better than Darren Fox, with uh with less less experience. I think so too. They I, I think and you know what his thing was and I'll look for his name soon. He wanted to be in Sacramento. He was ready to lead the team and be the man. And Sacramento, I guess they just felt that they wanted to get rid of Sacramento don't know what the hell they're doing over there. They've they don't know what they're doing, man. Like they mm-hmm. that organization, like they're not a they're not a shady organization. They just don't have good people, good people in place to run it. It's a shame because that t- that town, Sacramento is a basketball town. They love the Kings. They're very loyal and they've just been not good for a long time. Hopefully they get back on track. The Shock still own the Kings. He's uh I think he's still a a minority owner i believe so i'm I'm not sure because he was but i don't know if he still is but he used yeah to be. I, I remember he was but i can't remember if he's actually still involved with the sacramento king because that's like that organization at some point has got to get it together at some point because they they definitely had some players in that in that in that stadium that were game changers and they wasted their talent to regain <laughs> Tariq Evans, yeah, all them people. Um, Demarcus Cousins. Then they had uh Bagley came out of college playing well. They had uh, did they have Willie Willie Cauley Stein? They had him. They had Rudy Gay. Well, Rudy Gay was was trash when he got there, but still, they had a decent team after the whole Chris Webber era, you know, mm-hmm. ended. So yeah, but I was gonna say is if Cle- if the Cleveland Cavaliers can make a complete turnaround and become an actual good team why can't sacramento do it look at cleveland man they're balling they're playing well they have fun obviously cleveland's not going to win a championship but the point is you build to that and cleveland is on their way eventually hopefully to being a great team but see like take take cleveland as an example horrible organization terribly run maybe racist owner i'm not sure questionable owner until to an actual decent team i think they're in fourth place right now so Cleveland, man, shout out to Cleveland. They actually play well. And Kevin Love is kind of playing decent after last year, and he pretty much gave up on the team. You mean He's the last decent. couple of seasons? Last couple of seasons, yeah, ever since LeBron <laughs> left. Yeah. <laughs> so, so do we have do we have a list of the of the celebrity the celebrity players for to, was it Friday? Friday's a celebrity game. I think so. Yeah, no, I don't have the list, but let me. I, you know what? I actually watched that those games. Those games are pretty interesting. They actually get, you know, it's like an all star game. They play around, and in the final minutes, they, that's when they get serious. You know, one dude, what's his name? It was a polit- politician, something Duncan, something Duncan. That was his last name. His last name is Duncan. He was actually cool, and I remember Kevin Hart won like three MVPs in a row. Uh huh. Kevin got some game. You remember way back when uh, T.O. played in the in the celebrity game and he dunked, he was dunking out there? Yep, I remember that. Yeah. All right, so I see I think Miles Garrett is going to be playing in the in the celebrity game. Really? Trying to find the whole roster. Yeah. Says he's about to be playing. Quavo, um, uh Quavo can play too. Quavo can play. Yeah. Uh Jack Harlow. Tiffany Haddish is playing? Okay. Tiffany Ooh. Haddish. <laughs> I guess. Um, who else is playing? Let me see. You got you got Jimmy Allen. Who is that? Good question. These are all people I know. Oh, I'm going to read the people that I know. Um, okay. Anderson Varejao is playing, too. Anderson Varejao? Yeah, he's playing. I remember when T-Mac played a couple years ago. Yeah, a okay. couple of guys that I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, Mayor Justin Bibbs. From yeah. – they're playing – where's the All-Star game? In L.A.? 
The All Star Game is in Cleveland. Like the All. Cle- oh, that's right, Cleveland. Okay, so they got. That's why they got Miles scared. Okay, makes sense. Okay, I got you. Okay, Cleveland. Um, some guy named Matt James. He's at ABC, The Bachelor. Uh, whoever that is. Uh, these are all really- like these are all like no day folks to be. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Like uh, okay, so okay, so Jimmy Allen, he's a singer and songwriter. Brittany Elena, she's a host, actress, and athlete and model. Machine I know Gun is. Kelly is a singer and songwriter. Uh, Nora Carlock is a Fanatics All In Challenge winner. Naja Hudson is Olympian professional skateboarder. Huh. And Raven, Raven. Oh no, that's not Raven. It says Raveneers. I don't know who that is. Uh, Sing. Ranveer. Ranveer. Sigh. Not Sing. Sorry. That's she's an. I'm not sure if that's a man or a woman actor. And that's oh Booby that, Booby Gibson. It says Booby Gibson, Cleveland's Cavaliers legend. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, so they got uh Carissa Jackson, the Harlem Goat Trotters player. On, on the opposite team, Team Neek. And then, okay, so yeah, Mayor, mayor Justin Bibbs is the mayor of Cleveland. Okay, so Team Neek, Team Neek, like Dominique, who's who's Neek? Are they talking about Dominique? Like Dominique from, from, the, from the Atlanta Hawks? Because I know Team Walton is uh, Bill Walton, I believe. Hmm, good question. Okay, so, so basically I only know about like four or five people on this list. Jack Harlow, who doesn't know who Jack Harlow is? It, you know, you know his song, right? No, nah, what's the song? Yo, it's, um, damn, what how'd that joint go? I like my favorite part is just joshing. I can pass that bitch like Stockton. <laughs> is that a what's that? That's a white guy. Yeah, the white guy. Okay, yeah, okay. I, I think I heard him before. Yeah, you know the well, white Quavo, guy. So, out of this list, Quavo is the most well besides the NBA players, but Quavo is the most talented guy because he can actually play. Well, we don't know what what Miles Garrett can bring to the table because he's an athlete. Like I'm, let me read. Let me see who are the athletes on this on this team. So, Brittany, Elena, she she has he's an athlete. Um, okay, so, uh, Derika Hamby, she's a Las Vegas Aces forward, so she plays basketball professionally. Um, Nigel Hudson, the Olympian professional skateboarder. Let, we'll, we'll see about that one. Um, I already said Miles Garrett, Booby. Just because Gibson. somebody's an athlete doesn't mean they're good at basketball. But we'll, we'll see. Yeah, okay, but all everybody, if you come on now, you got to have at least a little bit of basketball game if you come in, if you come into the All Star. So according to a shout out to everybody in the chat, Cap for Live, Quinte, what's up, guys? Thank you for coming in. But uh, Dante Zest says, Miles always hoops, he dunks with ease. Okay, well, I guess he got some game. That's good. Basketball, basketball play, football players, some of them can tra- transition into basketball, some of them. I feel like most of them have played basketball before they made the transition to playing football, to be honest. Right, because basketball is a lot easier to get into and not as physically demanding like football is. So yeah, yeah. One thing, like I think the ones that actually take it seriously, well, they all take it seriously. But once they notice the growth spurt comes in, where they 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 going into that territory of six three and above, that's when they make the transition right. and those make the commitment and stand with basketball opposed to football, like. I wanted to play basketball, but at the end of the day, I wasn't going past six feet. I was like, up. Oh. It's like y'all made that decision for me. I guess I'm a football player, huh? So and not that short guys can't make it in the league. It's just a little harder for them. So as you were a young dude, you think, okay, I'm six feet or I'm five eleven. It's it's I could play a tight end, I could play a receiver, I could play a corner. Yes, it's a lot easier when you're shorter. To play f- football than basketball, but there are some short guys that made it in the league. So well, name name I mean, some because I, I don't I, I only only I can name I can think of two off the top of my head that have made it under six feet. Three, excuse me, three. I can think of three. You got Ooh, tell me your three: Nate Robinson, Muggsy Bogues, and Isaiah Thomas. That's the only ones I can think of. So, 
so you know Iverson. Everybody forgets that Iverson was only six feet. He was he was just only six feet. He was probably five eleven. He was, and he's one of the greatest players ever. So I mean, come on, John okay, Stockton, okay. second second greatest second greatest point guard ever. He was only six one. I mean, like like a lot. It was a lot of short guys that were decent. A lot of okay. So you gave me so that's five. That's that's, that's five. I totally forgot about um, John Stockton to be honest. Shannon Brown was a great dunker. He wasn't tall. He was like six two, six three. I'm okay. I'm just saying, like short guys have made it and played well in the league. I mean, David Robinson was in the league for like twelve years, and he was just on every roster. He was a great backup. So short guys can make it. It's just a little harder. That's all. I hear you. I hear you. Definitely to motivate the younger, uh, the the shorter guys. Hey, never say never. Um, I did want to transition to. The the uh to Kyler Murray real fast because I know we ended up having a, a conversation about the Arizona car and Kyler Murray as far as moving forward after the 2021 season. Uh what are your thoughts of Kyler Murray unfollowing the the Arizona Cardinals social media pages? Oh shit, that happened? I didn't even know that. Um <laughs> why but why would Arizona get rid of him? Like I don't understand. I thought they went all in for him. He's the future of, the, of that team, no? Well, the speculation is that it's contract related. We're we're coming up on that year four, which would be technically mm-hmm. the final year. The Arizona Cardinals have the have the option to pick up the fifth year option for Kyler Murray, uh, and uh, I'm assuming that they kind of dabbled in the in the contract extending conversation, and they probably told him that we're not going we're not going to extend you until after this year. This 2022 year, so I guess this led to. I'm I'm, I'm assuming this is the new modern thing. Uh, what people do is they just unfollow, unfollow their team just to, just to it's just to ruffle some feathers. I'm assuming, but well, mm. yeah. What's your what's your thought process on that? Well, everybody talks about you know, if they get rid of Kyler Murray, then who are you going to replace him with? You always have to have a backup plan. You can't just Oh, we're going to get ready. We're going to change it. Like, so, okay, so who are you going to replace him with? I, I think that after that ankle injury affected him, and after that, his game kind of slowed down. Of course, I think he can recover. I, I think, um, again, we're talking about short people again. Short people, short, small people in football don't really last, but this guy has enough talent to be good. So I, I, I wouldn't give up on him. I mean, like, if you can – because I think I don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers, but um, if you can find a way to trade for A-Rod, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if that's realistic. But um, other than that, who else can you get for him? Like, what 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 kind of quality quarterback can you get to replace that? I don't know. I know you're not really sold on him at this point, no. Because I just I, think I, his size is an issue. His size and prone to it's injury. a big issue. It's, it's, it's right, definitely yeah, a big issue, and it and it showed in that playoff game versus the Rams. Like it's a, it's a big issue. Like Kyler Murray, once you see pressure, you're you're done. Like, like I would just keep it like just go say it straight up like that. You're done. Like you, once you see pressure, the, era, the 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 Los Angeles Rams were literally chasing him down during the course of that wild card game, and they made him obsolete during the course of that game. Now. You made the point about the the Arizona about Kyler Murray and the ankle injury, and I agree with you one thousand percent. Like I don't think that Kyler is durable enough to last a seventeen game season. Well, now we're at eighteen games, seventeen or eight, seventeen games. So, so yeah, I don't think he's durable enough to to last seventeen games. And it goes back to last year too. He missed some games last year due to to a shoulder injury, if I'm not mistaken, and he ended up missing games last year. So what Kyler does is – Let me ask is, you a question. What's up? No, I just – okay, so before the ankle injury, how did you assess him? I, I, felt, I felt I felt Kyler – Kyler was very, very explosive. The Arizona Cardinals and Kyler were very, very explosive. And then, of course, the other thing is after – I probably want to say after the probably the first probably seven weeks, that's when they were unable to move the ball. Now, is that 
and I, I strongly believe it's not because of DeAndre Hopkins being hurt. Now, DeAndre yeah, something Hopkins, to do with it though. Yeah, he's a big factor, but right. Still, you still had some game changers on your on your team at the receiver position with Christian Kirk and and Rondell Moore and AJ Green. Even though AJ Green ain't the same AJ Green, and then you added Zach Ertz to the mix with the trade with the Eagles, but and you still weren't able to move the ball. So I think that's more prone to the the offensive scheme that uh who the, who's the head coach? Oh my goodness, um. The head coach is drawn up for the Arizona Cardinals, and it doesn't help that Kyler Murray. Once he sees, once the pocket collapses, Kyler is so short, he's got to keep stepping back until he's able to see over the offensive line. And if once the once once the pocket collapses, he's got to break camp, and he may he may end up missing somebody open if he if he if if he ends up taking off, and with that. Kyler tries to get himself out of harm's way because if somebody puts a serious lick on him, it's it's over. Cliff Kingsbury's the head coach. Uh, so okay, he, I, got, I, got, I got another question though. What's up? I got another question. So again, again, you know, you guys are more football guys than I am. So wouldn't a run pass offense would be good, or just play him in a shotgun most of the time, like keep him safe? Like wouldn't that be a solution, or or that wouldn't work? Well, what they run right now is it's a spread offense with a lot of RPOs and read options and stuff like that in there. So right. after that, really, you're you're really limited of what you can do with Kyler because he's so short and he's not durable enough to be taking hits. Like he's the only quarterback that I've seen that I've that he's literally slid when he leaves the pocket where he has nowhere to go with the ball. I don't like. Obviously, he'll throw the ball away if he has the time, but he'll literally slide and he will not take the hit. He will not take a hit. Which is smart. Russell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which Go is ahead, smart, but your inability to stand in the pocket and deliver the ball to somebody with a with a with a split second before you end up getting hit, I could see that posing a problem for the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray in the future. So would you think he can't play football anymore? Well, he does have the option of possibly going to play baseball. That was always on the table. His commitment to football was always on the table when he came out in the 2019 draft. If he was going to stay, if he goes, if he was going to be committed to playing football, or was he going to be? Did he want to go play play baseball? Obviously, baseball you make a whole lot more money in, in baseball. So, right, I I I, I wouldn't safer. I wouldn't cross that out. I wouldn't cross that off just yet of the possibility of him transitioning to playing baseball because again like just two years back to back where i've seen that the arizona cardinals have just sputtered out towards the end of the season where where be the offense is just unable to move the ball kyler murray has been hasn't been durable enough to be able to finish the whole season it's just a whole lot going on and i think at this point i think they it's it's a very very tough offense to change with with Kyler Murray, like you had to run a very very specific offense. It kind of reminds me of what the Denver Broncos did uh, back in 2014, 13 and 14, what they did with Tim Tebow when they when when Kyle Orton ended up getting benched, they ended up scrapping the whole offense and catered to what Tim Tebow could do, where they added in a whole bunch of blocking tight ends uh, to make it work with Tim Tebow. That's kind of like the same thing that they're doing with with Kyler Murray. Like they bought in specific player personnel for them to be able to run a specific offense. So uh, every quarterback can't run that. So they got to be fully committed to to Kyler Murray moving forward with the Arizona Cardinals if 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 they if they decide to I'll both got the fourth year so once you hit that fifth year well, then there's the decision time. Well, I have another question because there's another guy in, in his division who's also short uh, uh Russell Wilson. How was he able? Because he's been in the lead since what 2012, and he's been able to last. Is it because Russell is a little bigger, or because he's a better player? Like, I, if if Russell can last that long, why can't Kyler Murray last that long? I'm just saying. Well, just a question. Kyle, Russell Wilson, he he's very he's very good at uh, improvising outside of the pocket. So most of his completions can come outside the pocket. Also, if you remember early on in his career. Uh, 
he, he relied heavily on Marshawn Lynch. And then once he ended up getting the confidence to be able to stand firm in the pocket and and be able to go through progressions, you saw Russell Wilson develop as a as a as a pure quarterback. But as he's getting older now, you starting to like last year before the season started, you heard him complain about the offensive line not being able to protect him. And now we're listening, we're, we're we're hearing about the fact that he wants to be it's a possibility that he may end up being out of Seattle due to the lack of creativity on the offense. So let you see Cap's question. We just, yeah, is we Arizona just and Seattle going to be the drama story this off season. Uh, yeah. Seattle's definitely mm. going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a, 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 a tidal wave because we don't know what, well, we already know what they're going to do. If they didn't fire, if they didn't fire Pete, Pete Carroll yet, they're going to end up sticking with Pete Carroll and they're going to try to figure out what they want to do with Russell Wilson moving forward. Are they going to try to end up pulling a, a Green Bay Packers type of situation where they try to mend fences with, like they did with Aaron Rodgers? I could see them going in and doing something like that, but I, I feel like at this point where you saw Russell Wilson come back from the finger injury this year, he is 100% done with Seattle. He's ready to move on and, and possibly go to a different team. I, I don't think Seattle – I mean, they're going to be a story, but I don't think that's the drama. I think the drama is going to be up in Green Bay. What is going to happen with uh, Aaron Rodgers? That's he, he put a lot of pressure on himself. But come on, man. We, we have to get to the topic. You can't, you can't skip over this. I have to hear what you think. What do you think of the Dolphins hiring Mike McDaniel as the new head coach? Tell me. Go ahead, man. You got the floor because I got to listen to this. I wish Quinte was on the, on the line too, but go ahead. So, okay, so Mike McDaniel. All right, so um, obviously that was the Arizona – excuse me, the San Francisco 49ers, another a- NFC West uh, division rival of the Cardinals. The 49ers offensive coordinator, uh, Mike McDaniel, uh, was a run coordinator with the 49ers when he started two years ago. Then he ended up getting promoted to being the offensive coordinator last year, for this year for, their, for, the, for the 49ers, uh, didn't call the plays. Now, with the allegations coming out where Brian Flores filing the lawsuit for discrimination and all that other stuff, I feel like at that point, the Dolphins were backed into a corner where they ended up having to make a choice. You only had two choices because uh, Jim Harbaugh ended up going back to college, when ended up being committed, going back to Michigan, and then Dan Quinn opted out. You had Brian Dayball. He ended up going to the New York Giants, even though the Miami Dolphins lined up a second interview with him. And then Dan Quinn ended up going back to the Dallas Cowboys as the defensive coordinator. He was, I don't think he was really too appealed. Well, well this, this Dolphins job wasn't appealing. So you basically had to scrape the bottom of the barrel with these last two candidates where it came down to Kellen Moore and, and Mike McDaniel. Now, Kellen Moore, I, I, that was an automatic no for me. I, I felt like he's just way too much. <laughs> yeah, I know. As, as an offensive coordinator, like this is his first year as offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, and their offense has been vanilla at best. There's nothing. There's nothing unique about it. it. It's pretty. It's pretty basic. So it came down to Mike McDaniel. That 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 like that that was the lesser of the two evils. Mike McDaniel was definitely the lesser of the two evils. Now what the Miami Dolphins are trying to do is they're trying to bring back the defensive the defensive staff, and then just have Mike McDaniel work specifically with Tua and try to make the Miami Dolphins offense somewhat comparable to Tua at this point. And it kind of reminds me of what the Dolphins did back in 2000 after the 2015 season with um, with uh, Joe Philbin. There was a report out there, I believe it was the 2014 offseason, where they were, excuse me, that where Joe Philbin, the current the Miami Dolphins head coach at the time, he was fed up with Ryan Tannehill and he was all, he wanted to be all in on drafting Derek Carr in that draft. And everybody else in the in the Miami Dolphins organization wasn't on board with that. They wanted to be committed to Ryan Tannehill, and then Ryan Tannehill ended up ended up signing that ninety million dollar contract extension. So they was they had to, they were forced to be committed to Ryan Tannehill. So they ended up firing uh, Joe Philbin in, after the two thousand fifteen season, and they ended up bringing up Adam Gaze. And Adam Gaze at the time was regarded as the quarterback whisperer due to what he did with Peyton Manning, even though I feel like Peyton Manning was the class of his own at the time. And then exactly what he did with the Chicago bears with Jay Cutler, what he did for them, where he was able to take them to the conference championship, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, 
this is the exact same situation. Obviously, Brian Flores wasn't didn't think too highly of Tua, so, so we we call it we could we call it whatever we want. All we have is speculation right, right now. Um, I guess we'll wait and see, wait and find out what what that whole situation was coming down to. But but to 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 answer Cap's question, does Ross get away with the scandal? No, pretty much. No, 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 no. I pretty no, 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 no. pretty much get, not not get away, but nothing seriously is going to happen. I think that. Draft picks are going to go away, and maybe a fine, but that's about it. Like depends, I don't think depends it's... on what the witness who the witness is. Well, let me put it like this. Okay, so Stephen Ross, we we have two two allegations. We have the hundred thousand right. for each loss, and then what was the other allegation? I can't remember that one off the top of my head right now. Um, was discrimination wasn't involved in that Discrimin- one for for the for no, the no, Dolphins. No, no. So yeah, it's just a hundred thousand. It's just a hundred thousand. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, if the witness, if the witness can provide, well, if Brian. Oh no, no, I, I got it. I got it. It was reaching out to Tom Brady. Uh, oh, the, oh, the okay, okay, okay. The tampering. Yeah, the yeah. tampering. Okay, yeah, the tampering. So yeah, if if they can, if they can prove that, then yeah, definitely, um, they could they could definitely strip. They could definitely. That's enough to strip his ownership. Yeah, I think so. I think so. You like, come on now. You you're basically you at this point. You're you're basically point shaving at this point because if you're able to yeah. get the upper hand as far as in in the gambling aspect of things, like that could that that little like somebody could actually freaking sue for that if we're being one hundred. Somebody could really sue. Surprised nobody has sued yet. So I don't know if you saw the comment. Uh, Ross brought a gambling website the same year as the Viper. Well, oh yeah, he done. He's done. Yeah, <laughs> if he bought if he bought a gambling site, yeah, he's freaking done, yo. He, he's done. I, I, I feel I, like I, I still don't think he's gonna be stripped of his ownership. I think it'll be heavy fine and you know some some draft picks away from the Dolphins. But other than that, I mean, I be, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I could be wrong. I'm just saying, like, I don't think that's enough to say you can't be the owner of the team or forced to sell the team. We'll see. He's just why did. Let's let go okay, so, so go ahead, go down. So basically, you 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 was um, you was trying to bribe the head coach to lose games for a hundred thousand. <laughs> you're you're basically dictating the game. You're that's 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 a no no. I don't know what the consequences are for that, but I'm I'm thinking that's strike one right there. And then number two, tampering. That's an absolute no no. You cannot do that. So. At the, I, I feel like there should be no lesser consequence than Steven Ross being stripped of the team. Now, after we've after we've been okay, so that, so I wanted to go ahead and talk about the the, the Houston Texans ended up signing Lovey Smith as their head coach, but also I wanted to ask right. you: Do you think the Brian Flores discrimination lawsuit dictated the Miami Dolphins hiring Mike McDaniel? And the Houston Texans hiring Lovey Smith as their head coach, considering how they're minority coaches. Well, Mike McDaniel's a minority. Yes, uh, they said that he has black in his family. I believe it was his father. Oh, I didn't know that. That's that's news to me. I possibly, I mean, maybe to just get the media and the world to off the NFL's back. Hey, we can hire minorities. We're we're not as bad. I don't know, but I think Lovey Smith deserved another chance. I think he he, he did very well in my opinion with the bears because the bears to me are not a good organization and he he pretty much was the team and, and you know was the leader of men so lovey smith was a good hire for the texans i think I, I think brian flores would have been a better hire but brian flores ain't getting no job anytime soon so so yes and no yes and no to that answer that question <laughs> okay so 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 i, w- I was going to say because like who who really wants the houston texans job like Come on now. That's true. Like, that's true. That's a franchise in, in straight up turmoil right now. Who who would want that? So that we're just gonna pass this along to, to the black guys to go ahead and give it to the minority guys. That, so that's can, that's a good point. I hear you on that. But so um, they can so they could screw it up. It and then and then use them as a scapegoat, just like what the Dolphins did with um with Brian Flores. But if you look at it on a positive side, let's say they're able to keep Watson. Watson would 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 uh would love you, Smith. You don't think that would be a good combination? I don't think they're going to be. I don't think they're keeping Watson after this. You don't like, think so? Like the beef. Oh, you he wasn't here when we had Spitz. Uh, Spitz on here for the pod. Like so, he was. He's a Houston Texans YouTuber, and mm-hmm. he was talking about the general manager 
uh, Nick Casario came from, which who came from the New England Patriots. And I believe the consultant in the organization is Jack Easterby, who also was from the New England Patriots. And it seems like those two, that that pair right there are the big, are the big issue in Houston. So I, mm. that, that what's causing Deshaun Watson not to want to be there anymore. So I, I feel like as long as those guys and also the owner, Bob McNair, Bob McNair is the son. Bob McNair is in, in position. Um, I don't, he's not going to want to stay in Houston. Okay. Well, I guess Lovey Smith is there to fail. That's unfortunate. That's very unfortunate. Well, he, again, it's still, he still has the opportunity to, to write the ship. I'm not going to say that I'm not going to give up hope on Lovey. I like, I love Lovey too. Like his, his ability to get the Chicago Bears to the Super Bowl with a quarterback and, and Rex Grossman. That, um, yeah. Yeah. It's and, true. and it's able to coach a ph- phenomenal defenses. Like, he had the Chicago Bears winners for a consistent amount of years. He did. He's a, I think he's a decent coach. I think that he would be great. Obviously, Watson and Stan. But let's say, what if they get rid of those two guys? Do you think that would make or or the damage is too much? It doesn't matter who's there. Watson can't do like, it. There's, there's no there's no possible way that he stays in, in Houston. I don't think so. Because like again, okay. like it comes down to the owner. Owner, what what the owner says is what. And everything, whatever, whatever he says goes. So right, right, yeah. Jack Easterby is his right hand, and then you have Nick Casario is right underneath the is the general manager right underneath the owner. So he's not going to move those two guys for a player. That's well, if he hasn't done it yet, he's not going to do it. So at the, at this point, I, I don't see that happening. And if we're just to go back to Brian Flores real quick, like. I don't even think he was going to get that job after he just ratted out Bill Belichick. I don't think he – well, d- d- does that is that considered ratting out Bill Belichick? He just no, – I don't know. Oh, I see. Uh, I didn't say I didn't I say this before. Go. I didn't say this before because we were so focused on the detail of it. But right. I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm just not a believer in people sharing text messages to the public. I, I feel like that's – I, 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 that, that, I agree. I agree. That's very private, and I, and I feel like that's kind of like – kind of weak if if we're being 100 with each other so but you know what to to his credit i want to say to his credit i think he just he shared the text message to prove a point in his case but still i i still don't i don't agree with sharing text messages or making it public that should be between you and whoever you text him so yeah i agree one thousand percent and for his case though he wanted to think he asked him yeah yeah yeah. you think he asked belichick if he could share the text messages you mean you i I mean, I think he should have, but I don't, I don't know think if he, he did. did. He probably didn't, to be honest. With I don't you. think he did. I don't, I don't think, think he, did, he did. Yeah. So, like, if he was to ask him for his consent to share those text messages, then yeah, like he could have. Yeah. If the the way he should have did it was, he should have said that he had proof that um, Brian Dayball got the job, but it really didn't say exactly that he got the job. You know what I'm saying? It said, it said, it's looking like you're going to get the job. It didn't, wasn't actually a guarantee in the text message. And I feel like that's where people get a little right. bit confused with that. And I was thinking about it all, all week this week about it too. Like when we look at the lawsuit based off the highlighted stuff, based off the highlighted stuff, I really don't even think Brian Flores really has a case outside of the bribery with the Dolphins. And the tampering, I, the the discrimination part. I'm sorry, I don't think he has a case. I disagree with that. I think that he has a case with that. I don't. The, the thing with that is, you don't think he has a case. I think he has a case. I just don't think he's going to win the case. But see, winning the case is not the point here. The point is that the case in general. He's bringing he's bringing light to the discrimination of the NFL. So I, I I think it doesn't matter if he wins or not. I just think he's bringing light to the situation. But um, just to transition a little bit, any thoughts on the Super Bowl? Like any you know pre thoughts? I know we're it's Sunday. Do you have any thoughts on the Super Bowl at all? Do you have any winner? Can you pick one? Or are we gonna wait for that for Saturday? Uh, so oh yeah, let's go ahead and just go over this. We I it's it's we got approaching that that fifty minute mark. I didn't even know. So the Cincinnati, we're gonna do this today because um 
Yeah, this okay. is our usual this is our usual betting odds and spreads day. So Cincinnati Bengals versus the LA Rams. Rams are the four a four point favorite right now. Um Cinderella story for the Cincinnati Bengals. I will say nobody, I'm pretty sure nobody, including myself, was expecting the Cincinnati nobody. Bengals to advance to the Super Bowl. Let alone I didn't even think they were going to win the division. I thought the right. Ravens were going to win the division. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Oh, well, I didn't think the Ravens were going to win the division. I was Actually, you know what? I did think the Cincinnati Bengals were going to take the division. Okay. 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 We're going to have to check the tape. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, nobody was expecting the Cincinnati Bengals to make it to the Super Bowl, but I feel like the Rams, when they made the trade for Matthew Stafford, which they were Super Bowl a bust for them at that point. It like literally, it's Matthew Stafford was Super Bowl a bust. I don't think so. Yeah, so yes, when they made that trade, when the Rams made uh, that trade for Matthew Stafford, it was Super Bowl a bust for the Rams. You, I think it, it became Super Bowl a bust when they got a uh, Von Miller, in my opinion. I'm just hey, gee, the Rams haven't had a first round pick, I want to say, for the past four seasons, and they traded right, another yeah. fir- first round pick for Matthew Stafford. They were all in, they were going all in on the okay. Super Bowl. With you see, Dante agrees. So yeah, they were going all in on on a Super Bowl this year for sure. So okay. they they reached they reached the ultimate goal. They just have to they just have to finish this thing off. Now, if we sit and what down the story we, would be. I'm I'm taking I want the Bengals to win. If we be okay, if we're just if we're just thinking hype, if we're just thinking out of feeling, I want the Bengals to win. I like I want Joe Burrow to win. I don't like Banks' team being in the Super Bowl. I want Banks to be upset. Obviously, you don't <laughs> see Banks here today. He has, uh, he has another engagement to attend to today. But we want. I want the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals to win this game. That's just me. No, nah, you see, <laughs> nah, you see I, I, I like that with Banks. I, I don't. I mean, I want his team to win. I just think that the better story to me is Cincinnati winning. I mean, think about it. The Rams are playing at home in the Super Bowl, which I don't even remember the last time that happened. So it's Never. like that would be one of the biggest upsets in in sports history if, if the Bengals are able to win this game. And I, I, I like Joe Burrow, man. He has some swag. That boy is just so confident. Like he he's not arrogant with it either. He just knows that he's good and his team is ready. But man, I mean to get sacked nine times and have and find a way to win that game. I just like that team. That team got some spark. And if they don't win it this year, I don't know. Well, I mean, they got to they got to show they got to fix the offensive line. Their defense is a little suspect, but I think this is their one chance to actually win it. I think the Rams, even though it's Super Bowl or bust, I think they can win. Even if they lose, they can win a Super Bowl in the future. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I, I just, me personally, I want the Bengals to win, but I'm not like you. I ain't. I don't want to see Banks mad. I hope his team wins, but I just, me personally, want the Bengals to win. Don't remind me, Cap. I really, Jesus. I hey, I'm, yeah, I, yeah. I want to see. I, he, he did even, call it. Thanks ain't even gonna show up on on Sunday at, at what we have that pod on Sunday. So if they lose, so but if we just if we just yeah, looking at it show up. schematically, I hate to say it, but it's almost impossible for the Cincinnati Bengals to win this game. With the Rams with, are the better team, clearly. They're definitely the better team on paper. More talented for right, sure. Right. Like I'm just, just I'm just so concerned about that offensive line for the Cincinnati Bengals' ability to protect Joe Burrow, where they have Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Von Miller. Like that's definitely that's going to be that's that's, that's going to be a lot to handle with that weak offensive line. So I know they got some weapons: Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, uh, Jamar Chase, but. That, that's, the thing that's is, gonna is he going to have option. time to get them the ball? He's going to have time to get them the ball. Hey, exactly. I think maybe the Bengals might switch it up. They might switch it up and run the ball more. But can you run against the Rams' defense? You're not so running like, against I, the Rams. Be Come on now, with Aaron Donald in the middle, that's not happening. I, I don't. I don't it's, see. It's, it. it's going to be hard for the Bengals to win, man. It's going to be hard. I definitely agree with Dante. You got to use. You got to use mixing, but. 
I would I would probably think they would probably get mixing involved in the screen game more than anything, take a lot of pressure off that pass rush. Um, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and go out on the limb here. I'm gonna go ahead and keep rolling with, with my with my with my Bur- with Burrow. I'm gonna go ahead and money line now. I believe the money line is about one seventy. The smart bet is to go with the Rams. That's the smart bet and take the points. Um, so, so you're gonna take but, them to cover the four? Hell no! I'm taking the Bengals. I'm going with the upset. Give me the Bengals to money line. I'm with the Bengals all the way. Bengals. Give me Cincinnati. <laughs> Give you Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's definitely it's definitely going to be upset, man. It's definitely going to be interesting. But again, as, as far as the Rams are concerned, I, I think the X factor in this game is going to be Odell Beckham for sure, because they're going to focus, put oh, their primary true. focus on 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 Cooper Cup. He's had an amazing season, and that just it just leaves just leaves Odell Beckham open to have a, an amazing game. And he's had a he's had an amazing story too to this season as well. With the whole Cleveland Brown situation, right? Yeah, with uh, having people pick sides too, like it was ridiculous. And, like and people was literally seriously <laughs> picking sides. Like it was like, are they taking Baker or are we taking Odell? I, I, I'm rolling with Odell. I, I know, I know with somebody good and with somebody not good. I know it's Odell. The receiver is a very, very dependent position. And if the guy's getting open and you're missing him, there's, there's something going on there. And, and he's your primary option. He's like, there's definitely something going on. Right. There. So. Yeah, definitely. Odell is definitely the the X factor in this game for the Rams on offensively. So, um, it's it's going it's definitely going to be interesting. I am. So you're picking Cap. Cincinnati, right? Yeah, I'm picking Cincinnati for the money line. Cap disagrees. Hey, he definitely disagrees. Yeah, he he definitely disagrees. I'm I'm assuming he's going to be taking the Rams with the four points, but again, the Rams is the safe bet. That's the smart bet. That's the Rams are the better team. They got the at better home. defense. They got the at home. So yes, that's the safe bet. I'm, but I'm telling you, this it might be an upset. It's gonna be a big upset. But I, I, I don't know. The safe bet is around. But I'm just, I just want the the Bengals to win. That's just me. It's a, it's a, it's a Cinderella story. I like these kind of stories. And if for the Cincinnati Bengals to come into the Rams' home, it can't be any more perfect than this right now for me. It, it really can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, listen, listen. After all this shit, wait, 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 wait. After all this shit, you and Bates been talking about this season. You're going back and forth, and he's been right most of the time. That's if, bullshit. If the Rams lose. <laughs> oh my god. No, but listen. If, if, if the Rams lose, oh, you you got to go at you got to go at him. You got to go at. You got to release all that all that frustration. Banks versus the Vore. I love seeing that. He was. He was. You know what's funny? When he ended, when they ended up losing, what? I believe they lost like what two games in a row. He lost all faith in his Rams right. at that point. <laughs> <laughs> he lost all. I know you remember he came up here that one time and he was like extremely humble about. It. He's like, "Yeah, I'm yeah. going to take any other every other time." He would elaborate. He would literally take five to ten minutes to elaborate on how he's going to how the Rams are going to win, what they were going to do to a team, and everything. And then after the after they went on that two or three game losing streak after the tight, especially after that Titans game, he became extremely humble and he just, and he just been quiet. He was quiet, and then he, he, he didn't start talking again. He didn't start talking again until until December, until December, yeah, until they clinched, until they clinched the playoff spot. That's when he started talking yeah. again. So I'm like, okay, okay, but I, 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 if they if they lose, if they lose, you better believe it. I'm gonna be ready. And, I, and he better show up too. He better be. He better show up. <laughs> but if they win, you got to show up too. You know that, right? When do I not show up? I'm always here. <laughs> that's that's true. You're right. Yeah, You're I'm right. always here. When like when the Packers lost, I was here. When the when the Titans yeah. lost, I was here. <laughs> There's only been one inconsistent <laughs> thing going on here. <laughs> <laughs> One consistent, inconsistent thing. Even when the I can't wait for the Super Bowl, last man. Year, he was not here. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have any final thoughts before we end up closing this thing out? We we just approached the hour mark. Um, I just want to say that 
Ben Simmons has every right not to want to play in in, uh, in Philly anymore. I think, you know, Joel and and Doc threw him under the bus last year. So he has every right to not want to to play. I get it. But my thing is, go, moving forward, if he goes to a team, if somebody says something that he don't like, what you going to do, quit again? Like, you, 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 when, you, when, you're working a, when you're working a job, you're not going to like everybody you work with. Like, dude, like, you got to – he has to still work on his mental. I get that he doesn't want to be in Philly anymore, but let's, let's say he goes to Brooklyn – and somebody says the wrong thing. Are you going to just not work, play the whole season? Like, you can't do that. You have to work through these issues. So, yes, he's right for feeling that way about Philly. And, yes, he has every right not to want to be there. But to sit out the whole season, like, dude, you can't do that again. Work on your mental work. Whatever it is that's holding you back, work on it. Work through life. There's going to be issues. That, there's going to be people that you don't like that you have to work with. So what? Suck it up. You're a grown man. Deal with it. That's it. I think he doesn't. I think he doesn't have an issue with people criticizing him. I feel like it was how he was criticized in the public. That's the only issue I think that he has. So and I'm what? Saying, so you what? Can't, gee, you LeBron, can't do that. But, but dude, the, pe- no, dude. People, you know how much people talk about LeBron? You think he goes crazy or takes a like? Come on, man. People talk has about anybody, you all the time. So what? Any, Get over has, it. Get has over anybody, it. Has anybody on the Heat when when LeBron played for the Heat? Or anybody on the on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Pat Riley, Pat Pat Riley criticized. Pat Riley basically told after they lost to the Spurs, he said, "Listen, don't everybody run and go to another team. Let's stay foot. Let's run it back again." Like Pat Riley pretty much told LeBron, "That's don't not run the same state. thing, bro. We gonna stay here. We go. We come gonna on, man. regroup and we gonna come back. Come on now." And B literally went there on the podium and they asked him what was the turning point of the game. He said. When somebody passed up a layup, that's what he said. And well, he, he was, was telling the rich. truth. He was telling the truth. He was, again, he has every right not to be in Philly, but you can't do that going forward. Like you have to have a thick skin. You are a public figure. You're playing in the NBA. People are going to talk about you. Get over it. That's Get cool. over it. That's the what media I'm saying. can do it. The media can do it all you want, but you're in the locker room with your brothers. It's a brotherhood. You can't throw your teammates under the bus. That's something you don't do. I know you can, but you can't also quit and not do the thing that you love. Oh, yeah. Once you that's, 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 the, that's the code. That's the code of the locker room. You can't throw your teammates under the bus. That's that's the number one code in the locker room. You can't do that. So once but you broke man, that code. Don't be too sensitive and quit on your team. I <laughs> said, so as a man, don't be sensitive. Hey, at, at that point, you like when you when you're in the locker room with a team, you're supposed to be able to trust the man. I get you. And once right. once somebody betrays that trust, that's it. And like you lost the trust with Joel Embiid when he made that comment, and then you lost the trust in your head coach when he made the comment where they, where they asked him the question, "Do you think you can win a championship with Ben Simmons?" So you he, Ben Simmons lost all confidence and trust in his head coach and his co co best player on the Philadelphia 76ers. So at that point, if you don't have trust in a relationship, you don't need to be together. Listen, Shaq and Kobe had so much beef, and them motherfuckers won three championships in a they row. They didn't criticize so each other publicly. That. You can fight. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. Yes, they did. They didn't yes, criticize they did. each other I, publicly. Shaq, Kobe, yes, he did. Kobe called Shaq fat, and he wasn't ready to go. One of one of them seasons, they said, "Come on, man, I don't want to hear that." Yes, he has every right to not want to be in Philly, but moving forward, if he go, if Kevin Durant says something about Ben Simmons. What are you gonna do? Sit out for the whole season because he hurt your feelings? No, man. Stop. Hey, as, stop, long as, stop. You, as long as you, you as long as you, as long as you respect the code, as long as you respect the code, that's like almost like if I went in public and I said something mean to you about you without telling you to your face. That's like the same thing. Like I feel like that right there is is strictly between us. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it in the in the confidence of each other. That's how it's supposed to be. Right. I'm saying it's right on both sides. But going forward, you can't keep doing that. You can't just keep quitting every time somebody says something you don't like. That's all I'm saying. That's the point of what I'm saying. That's it. I agree with you. But you can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't mess up the relationship, though. That's uh, that's something you don't do. There's there's le- there's there's lines you cannot cross in relationships. I agree. But again, Shaq and Kobe was able to do it. I just I'm just disappointed because. Joel and Ben, when they're on the court together, that defense was just so special. And it's just so unfortunate that they couldn't find a way to work it out. Because I believe if they would have continued, 
they possibly would have won a championship together because that that tandem, that pick and roll, and that deep like they would shut you down on the perimeter in the paint. Like I, I love the Philly when they for the the seventy uh, sixers when they were together, but now it's getting break, you know, it's breaking up, and it's just unfortunate. Like that could have been one of the greatest two men uh, tandems in the NBA history. But you know. I feel like that ship sailed when that ball was bouncing on the daggone rim for seven times. <laughs> talk about Toronto. You talk about yeah, I feel like yeah. that that was the chance to win a championship right there, and, and, they, and, and Kawhi spoiled their parade. That was that that yeah. was their year, and Kawhi spoiled it. Yeah, clearly. But uh, I was gonna say um, Saturday. Look out for the bat signal on that one because we got it's Valentine's Day weekend. I know That's I got right. plans. Do you? I don't know. You got plans Valentine's Day weekend? Like, what's going hey, on? Hey man, I, I, I finally got me a little special thing, so you know I got a little plans. We'll see. Okay, so yeah, pretty, so you got plans Valentine's Day weekend too. So, uh, you guys make sure that you guys stay safe this weekend. Be sure to get the uh, I don't know what 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 what's the flower of choice that we going with this year for Valentine's Day, G? Oh, nothing better than a rose. I'm getting the rose. Just a rose. Just one, just one rose, and you can rub it down. Bro, it. we gotta, hey, we, hey, we gotta do it big. It's, it's all about the dozen. Mm. I'm getting one rose, and I'm gonna do something <laughs> with that rose. <laughs> A one rose, bro. Okay, one rose. All yeah. right. So, with that being said, uh, again, this episode of the Not for the Bay Podcast is brought to you by Bet Us, uh, the online bookie site. Be sure to click the link in the description where you could receive over 125% in bonuses upon each, 125% in bonuses for each transaction. Also, be sure to follow us on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and on our Twitter. We just recently added the TikTok page. This is the Not For Bay Podcast. We up out of here, man. Peace.